Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one, two, six of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. My name is Brett, and I am here to talk to you about comic books. And so is my co-host, our co-host, really, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Why, hello. How are you doing? Not well. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's the thing. We need to think of a new thing to say. Because when you say how are you, for, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just yeah, you can't say how are you. It's just it's more just like, well, shit happens. <laughs> I've been doing that on work calls. Like I'll get on with coworkers or clients on like a Zoom call, and I'd be like, "How is everybody?" Ah, <laughs> I need to so stop it's saying all that. Awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then someone starts sobbing. Oh God. No. Um. That's, uh, yeah. What are you finding? Um, I have a question because you, you are still working. Yeah. Hanging by a thread, but yeah. (laughs) And I am still working as well. And so I, uh, the one thing that's interesting is most of my friends are out of work. So the thing they're all of their stress is coming from like, oh my God, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to have money to buy food? Like these horrible things. But then the days, they spend the days where they have nothing to do and they need to like fill the time. So that's like this one form of crazy where my form of crazy is I'm supposed to pretend that my job is exactly the same and everything's normal Mm -hmm. when everything is crazy. And so I have this other, my, my different version, mine is definitely much more, I'm much more lucky to have my version of stress, but it's just so weird pretending uh, that everything's normal. Like being like pretending to do my job, like everything's normal. It's so weird. Uh, How are you coping with uh, just being inside all the time? It's not that different. I, that's not true. My husband and I would go out quite a bit, and uh, I, I miss, I miss New York City. Like I really, I moved here a year and a half ago. We moved here a year and a half ago, close to two years now. Mm-hmm. So happy to be here in this city, and it just sucks that it's out there, but it's not out there anymore. It's really, yeah, unfortunate. It, do you notice that it's? Do you definitely notice that it's quieter? Oh, absolutely. That must be so creepy. It's creepy. Although everybody just started clapping and cheering um, on my block. Just everyone just opened their windows and just started woo and clapping and making noises. It was pretty great. That felt like New York City. Well, yeah. Then you're kind of like, oh, humanity exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's in their box, too. You get those. (laughs) And then you hear the news is like. Angry Walmart customer doesn't like his bill, so he spits and coughs on the cashier. And you're like, but, or we're garbage. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that would never happen in New York. I will say my friend works in, um, she works at a bakery and uh, she's still working. And she's like, there's now only two types of customers, like super nice and like super awful mean. Like either super grateful or just evil assholes <laughs> these I, I mean it brings out the it kind of brings, it brings who out who you are the worst or the best yeah what, well what i mean yeah it brings out like how you act in times like this 
I've seen people have meltdowns. Meltdowns. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean to the point of self-sabotage. I don't want to get too specific around what I'm talking about. You're just talking about me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not. Just people are either, like, taking a deep breath or they're exploding. Yeah. It is interesting watching, like, how I'm here with my boyfriend and how each of us, like, he's internalizing everything where I'm having full outward panic attacks. <laughs> yeah. Like how everyone handles it completely differently. Um, yeah. But it, you, you find out who is a hero and who is a villain. You know what I you, mean? You kind of do. Or you find out, like, who's concerned about others and who's concerned about themselves. Yeah. But it's it's a it's 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 also the one thing that was like getting me through this was my Asian soap operas and comic books, and this is a di- a weird week. As you notice, we didn't start with like a brand new excerpt from a comic because we didn't have one to read. Comics are kind of on hold right now, which is crazy. Yeah. So about that. Um, this is our first hot topic. Hot topics. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's, it's been, it's been quite a roller coaster lately in terms of what's going on with the comic book industry. A lot of people are looking at the sky and screaming, they're over. Comic books are over. And I don't, I don't quite think that they're no. over. No. Um, but uh, no books came out last week no books are coming out this upcoming week this upcoming wednesday i believe so i don't know what you've heard on your end evil jeff i've heard that titles are shipping again april 15th that there will be new releases wednesday april 15th but i don't know if we can be sure about that but i only read digitally so will there be digital releases because right now they're putting a hold on digital releases in an effort to save comic book shops. But right, right now, I feel all comic book shops are closed. So the only way you really can read a lot of this stuff now is digitally. But if you just do everything digitally, that might permanently what shut happens out, to that brick might and permanently mortar. shut out the brick and mortar shops. So so they're yeah. in this double, they're kind of what what is that called? A catch twenty two. But at yes. the same time, right a rock now, in a hard place. No one can read anything. And is that is that the right call? I, as long as I'm sure it's not a permanent call, but I, I think putting it on hold while all this disruption happens and people need time to think through this, this, this disruption and think about how to adapt. And it really hasn't been that long. There was talk of comicshub.com, which is, I think, an online ordering. No, it's not ordering. Um, I, oh, shit. I forget what kind of service it is. Um, is it like it's a, a service mail, that like retails. They mail it to you directly? No, 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 no. Um, it is uh, some sort of industry, like B two B service, uh, that B2B. made an announcement. Yeah, business to business. Oh, like it's business! Like, I'm so dumb. I was like, bed in, bed to breakfast. What is a beast? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, Comic Hub is this platform, this suite of tools that I think retailers used with, with like store operations. Like it's probably like point of purchase stuff, like, you know, cash register software. Um, 
they were at the center of this flash in the pan like story that was pretty much somebody coming up with a new distribution model to avoid everything going on because of COVID uh, stores being shut down and get people their comics. So they said they were going to take their website and turn it into basically an ordering site where you would sign up, you would order, um, you're basically, you would uh, associate with a store, you would buy a digital copy, but with that digital copy came a, a print. So you're basically buying print comic books online via this central platform. And then the central platform would tell the comic book shop where you quote unquote bought a comic from. You would get an access to a digital copy right there and the store would send you or hold the print copy for you. Makes sense? So are you getting the digital copy for free or is this, or or I guess, are you paying an extra fee for the shipping? Like how much more expensive is that then? That I don't know. I don't know what the pricing model, I don't think they ever got there because they just canceled the whole thing. It was hyped up on Twitter. And now it's not uh, people are like a big announcement's coming. A big announcement's coming. Every everyone thought the announcement was going to be a Marvel DC crossover, um, which I think we'll get into a little bit later in the show. Okay. Uh, then the announcement turned out to be this Comic Hub thing, and then two days later, after people complained and asked a ton of questions, the news came out early. It was like on BleedingCool.com, that awful site. No retailers were on board, so like Marvel and DC and Image were like, we don't know what the fuck they're talking about. We're not doing this. Yeah. So it was just it just died as soon as it appeared. Um, however, yes. I got an email from Midtown Comics where I'm a pull list customer, in store pickup baby, and they said, go on the app, change your setting to shipping rather than in store pickup. And we will ship you your titles, either weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, whatever you want. And new releases are coming out April 15th. That's what they said. So you're just going to get I everything signed shipped. up to get my comic shipped. Yeah. Well, but that's I'm surprised they're open. See, Midtown, I think it, it's I think it's a pretty powerful franchise. I think it's got a lot of equity. Like, I think it had a cushion, maybe not like that's, an independent shop. You in, know? in Los Angeles, there's a law where if you are not an essential business serving food or electricity or Wi-Fi or doing or a hospital, they literally said, if we see that you're open, we will we will turn your power and electricity off. Like there, are, people are going around and checking to see if any yeah. retail shop is open. They're cutting off their power. Damn, this shop I don't think would be open to the public. It would just have employees shipping books out. I mean, hopefully that would be. Inter- I mean, I'll have to look into that because that's what's going to stink. If I I need to figure out how I'm gonna, if they don't release digital copies, I need to figure out how I'm gonna read these otherwise it'll just be you being like and then this happened i'll be like and then this happened and then that's what the show would become (laughs) so i nobody knows it's crazy but i guess support your local comic shop see if your local comic shop has got shipping options or if they're doing curbside pickup or if you know of a place shipping or doing curbside pickup post it tweet about it yeah Write a musical? I don't know. Do something. (laughs) 
What was the thing where you're saying there's like going to be a DC Marvel crossover? Was that an act? Was that rumors or was there actually? It's rumor. No, but it's rumor. People are it- like, people, we're going to need something to invigorate the industry again. Oh, it must be a Marvel DC crossover. But that's the thing is people that's the don't. the best thing. But people don't like them mixing. Like if you're a comic book fan, if someone's just like, oh my God, so then Spider-Man and Batman, you're like, no, 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 no. That can't happen. They're in different universes. Like most comic book fans would not abide by that. I feel the only people oh. that would like a mix-up of like that are just like idiots that don't like <gasps> comic books. Idiots? Are you saying you would like that? No, you comic like book that? fans would eat that up. It would bring both sides of the aisle. Hell yeah! But Hell I yeah! So then I, be, you get to watch Marvel pound their faces in. It would just have to be a good... Stupid faces. See, honestly, I just feel like if it was just the more interesting characters, like if it was the Doom Patrol... And the X-Men, then I'd be down. But if it was Superman versus Captain America, who cares? Yeah, I'd rather see like B or C or D tier characters mix it up and like solve mysteries together. Like I don't wanna see I don't wanna see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh that if they're having a crossover event, does that mean the Hanna-Barbera characters get to cross over with Marvel Ooh, 2? Ooh, Flintstones power pack. Oh my God, North Star and Snagglepuss. Oh. <laughs> On a gay detective story. North Star is Snagglepuss's muse when he's writing his next yeah, torrid they're gonna, play. They're going to retell the, the portrait of Dorian Gray with Snagglepuss <laughs> and North Star. <laughs> um... But there's no, it's all just people, rumors. There's literally nothing else based on that, that that could be true. Nope. Nope. It's just people being like, oh, I bet I know. I bet they're going to. You know comic book fans. But you said that there used to be, there used to be an actual, there was Amalgam Comics. Yeah. Do you remember Amalgam Comics from like 30 years ago? No. Oh, I had a, I had a few trades, collected works. There were a bunch of one shots. That combines Marvel and DC characters. You would love it. You would love it. I know. I don't know DC. But who, then but you'd, you would look them? it up. Who wrote them? Every creator. Like, like people had Marvel, different books. Was it like Marvel side and DC side writing them? I think. I, I mean, this was 30 years ago. Like, I didn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. But I'm sure. I mean, it was comic book writers. You know? Yeah. So I'm sure there was some Marvel and some DC. But there was... Speaking of X-Men, Doom Patrol, there was X-Patrol. What? Yeah. There was were, Niles Cable. It all was, the characters were combined? Yeah, was so X-Force Niles Calder. Was it X-Force or X-Men? It was X-Force. It was and X-Force. So this is like Rob Liefeld X-Force time. Kinda, yeah. So you had, but you had like weird characters. Like there was a Colossus Okay. Cross uh, with like Pharaoh Man or something like that. Okay. Uh, but there was Niles Calder, was Niles Cable, <laughs> and it was Cable, but like in a wheelchair and <laughs> looking like Niles. Niles. Doc Calder. Um, there was, this one was weird. Oh, there was Shatter Starfire. <laughs> I mean, that's great. Um, there was one, it was, it was a cross between Domino and Elastigirl. But her name was Janet Van Dyne. That one made, <laughs> that one broke the rules. Like every Amalgam character was one DC character, one Marvel character, except for 
Janet Van Dyne, Elastic Girl Domino. I had no idea. Did she have any Janet Van Dyne powers or personality or was it just No, it was like Janet Van Dyne with Domino's spot and Elastigirl's outfit and powers. Weird. Oh, there was Beastling. It was Beast Boy and Beast. Oh. Yeah. I guess that worked. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he was cha- that he was used to be called Changeling. Who else? Was there Boom Boom? Was was Boom Boom or Cannonball? No, I don't think so. I'm trying to remember. Emma was crossed with Emma was in um Generation Hex. Oh my god! It Generation was, it was, Hex. It was Jonah Hex, the Western cowboy, like that movie with Josh Brolin. And uh Generation X. Who was Emma? And Emma with? was ooh, I can't tell you who Emma was crossed with because I don't know. I don't know Jonah Hex that well. Oh, that sounds fun. Are we hear um, the typing as we look it up? Oh, uh, that's right. There was uh, JLX, which was the Justice League in the X Men. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, they had like Namor and Aquaman, and um, oh, the Flash and Ghost Rider was Speed Demon. And um, there was... uh, That's a good name. That was a good name. There was... um, Oh, Dark Claw. Who do you think Dark Claw was? Is that Dark Side? And... uh, I I don't know who the other person would be. Who? No, Dark Side was crossed with Thanos and was Thanoside. (laughs) Yep. Wait, Um, who was Dark Dark Claw? was Batman and Wolverine. Oh, that makes sense. And his sidekick was Sparrow, and it was Robin and Jubilee. Well, Jubilee had the Robin outfit practically anyway, so I mean that- I mean, it wrote itself. It really did. It really did write itself. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, I just found it. White Whip, a combination oh, that's of DC's right. Whip I remember and whip. Marvel's Emma Frost. She would focus her psionic energy through a whip. So great. That sounds like super fun. That sounds like super it's super fun. fun. There was um, uh, Super Soldier was Superman and Captain America. Um, what else? What else? What else? Bruce Wayne, Agents of Sh- Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield was another. Mm. It was very cool. It was very cool. Spider well, Boy was Spider Man and Superboy. Oh okay. Doctor Strange Fate. Doctor Fate is it Doctor Fate? Yeah, Dr. Fate and Dr. Strange. Yeah. Oh, the best? Bullets and bracelets? It was Diana of Themyscira and Frank Castle as this, like, shoot-em-up duo. Yes, yes. Um, Well, it was, yeah, but then, but Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, oh my God, you're going to love this. Another character was Wonder Woman, and her name was Amazon, and it was fucking Aurora Monroe was Storm Wonder Woman. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was no joke. And I'm sorry, Frank Castle was Trevor Castle. He was a cross between Frank Castle and Steve Trevor. Oh, okay. And the the comic was called Bullets and Bracelets. Yes. Yes! There was, oh, JLX. There was Angel Hawk, who was Hawkman and Angel. There was Apollo, who was the Ray and Cyclops. Um, what are other good ones? Oh, Firebird was Fire and Jean Grey. Ah, 
Was there any like Mr. Fantastic and Plastic Man or was that too obvious? It was, um, was there a Fantastic Oh my God. Movie? Yeah. They were mixed with the challengers of the unknown. Oh, I have no idea who they are. Oh, who are the challengers of the unknown? They're a DC property. They're like a family that travels through space. I don't think they have powers though. Oh, um, I forgot about Dark Claw's arch nemesis, Hyena. Hyena? Is that like Cheetah and like some other character? No, it's so good. Who is it's, it? It's Joker and Sabretooth. <laughs> and Hyena because he laughs. It's like a laughing yes! hyena. That's kind of brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. brilliant. They should do yeah. this again. All right. Well, later on, well, let's revisit this. Let's let's make up let's our ponder own. and think of what ours should be, and we'll come back to this. Okay. What our ideas would be. Okay. Okay. Um, but first, I have a question for you. What have I read for you lately? Hit it. Bum, bum, bum. What have you read for me lately? Hey guys, Ooh. as you know, I have been always chomping at the bit to talk about Runaways, but I talk about it, and then Brett's like, "Uh huh." Sounds good because I can't have any kind of like back and forth over it because he wasn't reading the new run of Runaways. And it's been going on. It's like on the 30th some issue at this point. It's been since 2017. So how far into it are you now, Brett? I am so into it. Is that what you're asking? I I want emotionally and like literally how many issues into it are you? I am 26 issues in. Oh, okay. So you just have about and, six more issues to go. Yeah. And this is how into it I am. I just want to put it this way. This, sometimes you read a book and you have genuine concern for the characters. Because uh-huh. the whole because like it feels like it's really happening. Yeah. That's this book. Yeah. I am you get sucked into their world. Well, that's because this is what I love is sometimes there's not a fight for like a couple of issues. It's full on like a teen drama. (laughs) It's amazing. So this is Rainbow Rowell's and Chris Anka's Runaways. And it's, you've said this multiple times, it's sometimes it's a lot more interesting for there not to be fights, for there not to be superhero-dom and comic book-dom, just kids in a house. And it's and they're always dealing with their powers and the struggles they have with their powers, the struggles they have that they lost their parents and the struggles. And that's the thing is that one of the most interesting people now is is Gert, how she was through time travel brought back to life and she is now younger than everybody. And she's also lost her connection to old lace. So she's not really a fighter anymore. And everyone else has lived like three years has passed. And she's just, and her boyfriend, the love of her life is now he could go to jail for having sex with her. Yeah. He's 20 and she's 16, but she's messing around with one of the other runaways, not even chase. Yeah. She's starting to fall for someone else. Headless robot Victor is it Victor Mancha? Mancha. I want to say La so Victor, Mancha, but that's the name of La Don Mancha. Quixote. Yeah. So Victor was killed, quote unquote, in Avengers AI, right? Yeah. Okay. Vision, and vision, then his vision head. Killed him. 
Vision killed him because he had killed Vision's son inadvertently in the Vision book. Yeah. Are you okay? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just, I'm really, I have empathy for Victor. Well, that's the thing is Victor is like really depressed. And it's like this weird thing of this robot is severely depressed. And he's like kind of falling in love with Gert, but he doesn't have a body. And Chase is trying to like make this body for him. And he doesn't want it. But at the same time, Chase is doing all this amazing thing for him, but he's falling in love with his girlfriend and he doesn't want that body. And so the so the uh, the bathtub incident. What did you think was happening? Because that kind of threw me. Right. So that really fucked me up. To give context, um, Chase does build a robot body for Victor. He doesn't feel comfortable in his own skin. Quite literally, he doesn't even have skin though. He's like a Terminator, yeah, metal robot body, and. He stands over a bathtub full of water, kneels over a bathtub full of water, and just disconnects his head from the robot body and lets the head drop into the water. It does read like suicide. Doesn't the issue end that way? uh, Yes, but if you notice, he has got organs growing out of his neck. Yeah. So if if you look carefully at it, it's not suicide. You can tell he is growing. A body because they do show the body start to grow i did not look that closely i when i first read that i freaked the fuck out because i just was like are they really is he just kill himself ah but he rainbow rowell he grew his body is so good yeah he just grew his body back because he and chase was like i've been trying to get you a new body this whole time i've been working effortlessly and you could you could have grown one back this and whole also, time. And also, doesn't he like, walk yeah, in only and when I was ready? And then when he walks in, he's making out with Gert, and that's how he finds out. Yeah, he's with Gert. Oh, poor Chase. Poor Chase. By the way, the actor who plays Chase in Runaways has also played high school high school uh, a high schooler like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. He was in that show, faking it on MTV. You ever watch that? Where the two best friends pretend to be lesbians to become popular at their super progressive school. But it turns out one of them really is a lesbian and in love with the other one. Yes, that show is written by power listener George Northey. Hi, George. Um, Yeah, the guy who did uh, GBF, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Charmed. Directed by... uh, Check out his work, georgenorthey.com. The guy who did Jawbreaker. My goodness. The director. The world. Briefly dated. Dated. What do you mean by that? I briefly dated the director of Jawbreaker. I told you that. Yes, we've had that story on this yeah. show before. I mean, dated. episode 16. I mean, had like three dates. It's <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, um, also, there's the whole thing going on with uh, how do you feel about um, what's his name coming back? What's the. The dead one. Doombot? What's his name? No, 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 no. The dead character. The the, the one who betrayed them. Why can't I think of Oh, Alex name? Wilder. Alex, Alex. How do you feel about Villainous him? Alex. I kind of love that um, plot too. Well, it's great. It's It built off the history of these characters before this run so well. And it made me interested in what happened to these characters before this run. Something I was not aware of most of it. Because I didn't read... Avengers Academy. I didn't yeah. read Avengers Undercover, 
which is where a lot of this stuff happened. Yeah. And so evidently, uh, Nico, who was on Avengers Undercover, and was Chase on that team also? Did, or did Nico like bring Chase in for this adventure? No, because Chase and her were in, in the Avengers they, uh, Undercover, uh, the Avengers Academy. Academy. They, I mean, Arena, then, Arena, Arena, uh, yeah, Arena, Avengers Arena. Arena. They were then also brought into Avengers Undercover. See? Undercover. So they encountered Alex, who was brought back from Hell. Alex is very much like a corpse. Like he's walking, talking. He looks fine. But if you touch him, you feel death. He doesn't eat. All that. And then that was so weird that uh, Molly chose to like go with him. That was a whole interesting plot line. That didn't last. As Molly running away from the runaways to go with Alex. Um, It was really cool. It was because my takeaway was that she didn't feel like she could be depressed in front of the runaways. She felt like she had to be this character, be the mascot. Yeah. And she was never allowed to be anything else but that. So she left them so she can be depressed with Alex. I know. And that's the thing. It's like, it's so deep. Like, it's like, it goes into like really deep, messed up things with each of the characters. Like even Nico, the way her powers work now, like how she had to make a deal kind of with the, the, the soul, like the soul that's bound with um, her staff of one. Yeah, so now she used to have to draw blood in order to bring her staff out. It was painful. And the soul inside the staff came to, you know, showed him showed himself to her and was like, well, let's cut another deal. How about instead there's no pain, there's no blood necessary. But every time you use a spell, another little piece, little drop, little little speck of me um, enters your mind, comes to the fore, is able to see and hear and, and speak through you. But now is she's she, like, yeah, sounds good. I can't remember. Is it still she can only do one spell and then it's done? Yeah, she's still bound to not be able to repeat a spell. Right. She just doesn't have the pain. And now anymore. she's having sex with uh, Carolina. Carolina. With Carolina Dean. I will say I want the the scrawl that she was dating to kind of come back. I think that would be some juicy stuff. Zavin. Zavin. Are they aren't they dating on the show? Carolina Dean and Nico? I did not watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I didn't watch the third season because the second season oh, was so bad. Oh, I didn't so watch bad. half of the first and the rest of it. Okay. Yeah, it was so bad. I was like, I can't. I can't, just can't. Because they made it all about the parents. And they didn't run away until the last episode of the first season. And I was like, mm, they should have run away at the end of the first episode. And then the parents should have died. Um, yeah. Because the show's called The Runaways. <laughs> and then you turn it into the team drama that we that we love. Yeah. Um, so you're left off when they go to leave to, to live with Doc Hammer? Uh, Doc Justice. Justice. Doc Justice. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, like, Rainbow Rowell sets up these predicaments, these dilemmas that are so juicy and delicious. So you've got Nico, who makes this deal that every time she uses her powers, this evil soul is just going to leak out a little bit more into her, into the world. And now she's signing up to pretty much be a superhero team. The runaways yeah. don't know what to do with themselves. Along comes this mentor, Doc Justice, which was that ever when he's like, his exposition was that he used to be called Dark Justice. Before I don't know if Doc. that was a real thing or if it's just made up for the comic. I'm curious, sure. curious. 
Um, but he takes them into his mansion under his wing, and I can already tell you something ain't right. <laughs> I mean, it's super obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a story if it wouldn't be st- <laughs> if it's too good to be true, then it is. Yeah, I can't wait to see how it unfolds. So I'm right on the precipice. Next issue is when they're going to take on actual superhero identities with code names and costumes and fight crime. The Runaways, the one thing the Runaways has not done, they're yeah. going to do. Um, and uh, do you have any predictions of what's going to happen, of what you think is going to happen? I won't say anything. I won't spoil it for you. Well, something definitely isn't right with doc justice i will say that his like assistant guy i'm i'm tempted to say the assistant guy was a former child because the story is that doc justice and the j he's had multiple j teams which are teams of kids yeah and like nobody's questioning what's happened to these kids or why he went through so many of them i think that the assistant guy is a former like child hero and something fucked up is there's something fucked up about him but i think they ultimately kill these kids, sacrifice them. Doc Justice says he's after the new pride. He's always been after the pride, which is the runaways parents, the villains that, oh, no, it went deeper than your parents. There's a whole organization out there. I think he's the pride. If there's a pride, I think it's him. And who do you think, uh, who do you think saves the day? Fucking Alex Wilder. Do you want me to give you a yes or a no? No. Okay. <laughs> I want to see. I love how we'll spoil everything for all of you, but I won't spoil it for Oh, Brett. wait. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. My official guess is not Alex Wilder. It's Gert. Don't answer. Okay. You know who I want to go on an adventure together, speaking of combinations? Gert and Rogue. <laughs> Why? It's so random. I don't know, because I love Gert and I love Rogue. <laughs> and I think they would, I don't know, I think they would bond. All right. So anyway, you were right. And I'm sorry, here's the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> I was a fool for not reading Runaways. I should have been reading it the whole time. I know. We could have talked about it this whole time. I will catch up. We will talk about it from here on in. I know. It was just like with The Magicians. I was like, watch this damn show. It has you written all over it. What a segue. Cue the music. Let's get critical. 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 Um, Guys, if you have been like, oh my God, I don't watch The Magicians. Can you stop talking about it? Well, you're in luck. This is the very last episode ever. So we're not going to ever talk about it again, unless it's the comic that's still ongoing. Yes, or until our rewatch episode. <laughs> um, the Magicians has ended. And it definitely ended. It was the thing where they ended it knowing we might not get another season. But if we do get another season, we have a place to go from there. You know what I mean? But Yes, but we are going to give you some hardcore, full circle sense of journey closure. Exactly. They had it open. But tack on a little thing. There's a thing where it's like, if we need to go on, we can. But now we've put everyone in a place where the viewers can feel satisfied. Like, this is where we're at now. Absolutely. I mean, things like... uh, So we're talking about the series finale of The Magicians. After five seasons, the show has ended. Um, Things like... I'll just start with this. 
bringing back the season one, episode one villain. The Beast. The Beast in the final episode and revealing that he was behind season five's villainy this whole time. Yeah, he was the bad guy the whole time. That's some series finale shit right there. And I did predict no one will die, but there was one death. There was a death. It was very sad. The librarian. What was her name? Zelda. Zelda died. Who she's good friends with uh, one of my best friends. He was like, he's like, oh, girl, I acted with that I'm good friends with. She's like librarian or something. She's like guest starred. I'm like, bitch, she's like one of the main characters now. He's like, oh, and she she's, is? That's great. And <laughs> she's one of the, over the course of the show, consistently one of the best performances. Yeah, yeah. One of the best character performances. Yeah. So she died kind of, she basically kind of ended up destroying the whole library and the whole springs where you could travel back and forth to kind of yeah. prevent the beast from from getting onto earth. So she kind of sacrificed herself and the library, the books were pretty much already gone. So the library is kind of gone. And then, uh, Dean Fogg, the real Dean Fogg is now back. Yeah. So they, um, the Dean Fogg from another timeline who, um, was very menacing throughout season five, Katie, our battle magician shot him back into the psychedelic realm where the real Dean Fogg was trapped, knowing, or maybe hoping that when, alternate timeline D- Dean Fogg spit in the unit that that realm didn't want to so it spit out our Dean Fogg which it did but he's still tripping he's like one of that guy but he's still tripping you know that thing where it's like the guy took too many tabs of acid and now he thinks he's a, like a glass of orange juice like that like yeah he, yeah he's like yeah. now permanently tripping but they found this cat they cast a spell where the all the crazy will go into a cat so if he holds this cat then he can be normal yeah, so he's a bath salt crazy now. But when he holds this cat, the cat absorbs the crazy and he can communicate and act like himself as long as he's touching the cat. So then, uh, but he, uh, uh, they were trying to like sever the tie between Julia's baby so that she wouldn't go psychic crazy. And he comes in and stops it and steals the seed and all this stuff is going on. And then uh, it, Penny is like, hey, we need to, he goes to the time traveler like we need to go back in time and reset this so Julia doesn't isn't like blah 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 and she's like bitch we already did go back in time this is the do over <laughs> classic magicians and we went back to That's the other another callback bringing the callback to the Chatwin sister so bringing all of that back together all um, of it but i love that like so season 1's big reveal is how do you know how do i know we've done this 40 times this is timeline 40 yeah, they did. Like they're like, no, this is this is the do over. Like it was, it's such iconic magicians, mm-hmm. iconic. And then uh, we get to the point where they finally are able to now. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Penny. He ends up uh, getting his powers back, but just like the cat, he has to hold the bait. He has to be like holding the child in order to use his powers now, which was kind of funny. And they're kind of able to, they end up having to destroy Fillory and and Epic. rapture everybody. Um, the two Chatwin brothers end up kind of having what looks like a battle to the death as Fillory is destroyed. Um, and, uh, and then they go to create a new world. Yep. Yeah, so they destroy the old Fillory, bring everybody aboard this magical seahorse. Uh, like an arc, 
the seahorse becomes pregnant with them. Um, and the seahorse is this ark that takes them to this new world that they create with a new magic wellspring because but, that was the source of magic, the but wellspring that and now fillery. means that Alice, Josh, Margot, and Finn are on this new world and Elliot, Katie, Dean Fogg, um, and then what's the person? Uh, oh, there is also, what's his name? The pervert ghost. Oh, this is the best. Who now is alive, decided to go back to being a phantom and giving his body to, what's the name of the person inside Elliot's head? Charlton. Charlton, giving his body to Charlton. So he's still left. So after they create this new world and disappear, now they have like no con- like they, they have no contact with each other and they don't know what happened. They don't know if they were vaporized or if they were able to start a new world. But now we see that Elliot is now a teacher and Charlton uh, is there. And Charlton basically confesses his love to Elliot. And gives, Charlton, in, yeah. And he gives him a little like bracelet that makes it so that he can see what he, so when Elliot looks at him, he sees what he looks like. And yeah, then, so <laughs> this probably probably needs to paint it. The, Charlton was inside Elliot's mind, but then the former pervert ghost, who when they went back in time, prevented him from being pervert ghost and 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 knocked him out over time instead. So he's a real boy. But he hates Charlton he hates inside pooping. the mind of Elliot, and he hates pooping and he hates humiliation. Uh, <laughs> Charlton inside of Elliot's mind was like, well. Why don't I just jump into his body and take it over? And then Santa gave us this bracelet so that when you look at his body with me in his mind, you see me. And, and then the, once that happens, they go upstairs and fuck. And the phantom guy who always just wants to watch perverted things is now going to get to go up and watch him get fucked. Oh, then, yeah, that was so funny. Watch phantom guy was like, no. Fucked. Yeah. Oh, I does. Oh, yeah. Pervert ghost He'll would see his see own himself. body. He'd, still, he'd see his own body. So it's perfect so for a everybody. word, a word about the coupling of Elliot and Charlton. Yeah. They're like, what, what do they have in common? Well, they both were connected to the, that awful monster. The monster. Yeah. They were both possessed by the monster. And Charlton's whole thing was like, look, like, I know you never really thought of me as a potential partner, but I'm emotionally available and I'm never going to leave. And so they, they, that's all it takes for them to go upstairs. I just love this notion of like two survivors of the same trauma who are the only love, two people who went through this trauma. Connect. Yes. But I also love that he gets up and walks away as if he's going to reject him. And it's because usually you'd expect a kiss. Instead, he gets up and walks away to goes up the steps. And the guy's like, what are you doing? And he's like, we're going to go. Upstairs. Like, basically, he's like, we're going to fuck. <laughs> like, come upstairs, yeah. we're going to fuck. He's like, and my, then I, they kiss, I haven't made up my mind and yet. And you're like, yeah. woo! <laughs> so a happy ending for Elliot, a happy ending for Julia Penny and the baby that Penny needs to travel. Katie's the head of the powers. hedge, which is still. And they work with the lunatics to make, to make like, help control the moon. the moon, who is still fucking with the external circumstances of magic. But that brings us to basically, like, the lesson of the show. Alice is the one who kind of stumbles along the, the, the moral of the story, which is she has finally accepted herself, all of her faults, all of her flaws, and has basically self-actualized. Like, she stopped hating herself and just accepted who she is and even loves who she is. So she's able to control her internal circumstances 
which helps with the practice of magic, despite the moon fucking with it. And I think that was like the whole point of the show was like, you know, you eventually need to accept who you are, accept your flaws, self-actualize, get over it, all of that stuff. It was quite beautiful. I loved it. It's done. It's over. Such a good show. It, it's on Netflix. Everybody, just please, um, please, David. That's and the that's show the I started. Thing, and Schitt's we Creek. know that there's, you, you said, wait, did you say you just started Shit's Creek? <laughs> I'm on season three now. Oh my God. I envy you. I envy, I'm actually going through it again, but I mean, I envy being able to just go through it and watch it. Wait, are, are you, are you at the, have you started, um, has Patrick shown up yet? Patrick. The person, uh, L, uh, David's interested in? No. Oh, okay. Oh, honey. no, he just met a Jake. He met a Jake at a party. Oh, a oh, that's, guy. that, okay, that's a whole fun plot line too. But when Patrick okay. shows up, that's when it gets super, it gets very emotional and intense and I love it. So keep an eye out. I All cried. Right. I already cried because there's only one more episode left of Shit's Creek. And I watched the second to last episode the other night and I cried. Oh, it's a great I show. Also, I will say with all the stuff that's going on right now, I'm crying at everything. Like a fucking like Hallmark commercial or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> like I, everything, yeah. I'm just like, every, I'm just so emotionally vulnerable. It's good. Oh, though, not me. I, you oh you are you just dead on the inside? You're not crying. I have at all? shut it all down. Oh really? Oh, see, oh we I'm have we have shut it down that. completely. <laughs> I feel so much better after I cry though. Sometimes I'm like, I need to watch something and let me cry, and I'll feel better. Maybe I'll watch something that will make me cry. Tonight, there's only one thing that makes me cry, cry like sob, what? cry. What? <laughs> that on your left scene that portal scene in endgame and oh my god i'm not being sarcastic no do you, do you know understand what... that i you, sob do you know what my uh go-to if i need to cry what i watch this is what and i'm ashamed to admit it because he's i hate him as a director m night <laughs> shamalan Oh, is it Grandma's Outside the Car right now? Yeah, yeah. The Sixth Sense scene <laughs> with Tony Collette. Because Tony Collette is the best actress yeah. in the entire she's world. she's the best actress. I know. The scene where he talks about her grandma, like the grandmother. Yes. Mom, oh, it can you make lose me it. cry every single fucking time. Where she's like, you I want lose her it. to know that. Do I make her proud? I'm like, ah! Okay. All right, let's do this. Let's let's go back and forth. Like, if we can think of as many movie scenes that make us fucking cry. And I swear to God, you're about to know me and see me because of how much superhero stuff makes me I like, love how yours is going to be all superhero. No one, okay, cry. when I was a kid, I ugly cried aloud watching The Color Purple when the sister shows up at the end. Oh, I literally too. did a Forget like, it. Like one of those like, or oh my God. It. That one and also when Empire of the Sun, when Christian Bale finds his parents, like he doesn't recognize his parents, but they find him. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, that, that that one always like disturbed me. Um, what else made you cry? Oh, um, it's a wonderful life when like- Those are those 
the end when everyone starts walking in and giving him money money. it escalates like it's i start off like tearing up and then i start whimpering and then that fucking maid walks in and says the like saving my money for a divorce if i ever get a husband and it like breaks the tension a little so i start to like it starts to come out and then his brother walks in and i lose my mind here's a weird one for me vegas week on every season of so you think you can dance <laughs> what what it's like you know when they're like oh you're going american idol where they're like you're going to hollywood and it's like the boot camp part where they narrow it down to the people that go on the show they do that and so you think you can dance and it's called vegas week where it's just this intense audition process where these people are just trying so hard and there's something about Ooh, the beauty of dance that. there's something about the beauty of dance and the pressure where they're just like we don't know if you have what it takes we're going to ask you to dance for your life so get up there and just dance for two minutes and we'll decide if you can continue on and these people it's like there's like an 18 year old gorgeous boy and then he gets up and does some contemporary piece and then you're just and then they're like okay well you're gonna move on you did it and you're like oh and it's also like hip-hop oh, dancers yeah. like hip-hop dancers who've that. never the done favorite. contemporary trying to do contemporary dance and then doing amazing and then crying being like i never knew because they didn't know they could do that i didn't know i could do that oh that shit makes me cry all the time Oh. oh my god all right um sally fields um i want to know magnolias? why speech and <laughs> still magnolias <laughs> i know <laughs> gets me every fucking time uh um, yeah that that's a cry i cried i mean that's the thing is i watch these soap operas and i cry all the fucking time watching them. oh do you know what do you know what like what show made me sob <laughs> uncontrollably so many times lost Oh I god, cried, the number of times I, I cried, cried lost. when uh I cried when the two what was it? The girl who was on what's the name of the butch girl that's that is in the Fast and the Furious? Oh, movies? Anna Lucia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When both of them died and the blonde girl got killed. Yeah, too, Libby. That threw me for a loop. <laughs> and I that made me cry because I was not expecting. Oh, Charlie's that at death. All. Oh my God! The, oh yeah, uh, Desmond it's and not, Penny. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what was on the note that Charlie wrote and when he was drowning? Not Penny's boat. Not Penny's boat. Oh. Um, comic book stuff though. Have you so, cried from comic book things? Um, movies. Oh, comic book movies. Wait, and I feel like I just cried reading a comic. I can't remember what. Hopefully, it'll come to me. Comic book movies. Um, oh, I cried when Emma found out Kitty died. That knees buckling yeah. panel. Yeah, I, I was. I, I don't know if I cried, cried, but I was super emotional. I cried I watching cry... Onward. I, that's not really com, but it's like kind of a supernatural. Cute. Latest uh, DreamWorks. Oh, I cried at Coco. <laughs> oh, fu- who? If you don't cry at Coco, then you are severely dead on the inside. <laughs> oh my god! I cried Although at Coco I can't so watch hard. Me. I can't watch movies that I know I'm going to cry with my boyfriend because he likes to like watch. And then he's like, you crying? Are you crying? I'm like, fuck it, leave me alone. Oh, me too. <laughs> like my husband does not cry at movies and TV at all. And I am a sobbing mess. And then it's vice versa with life. Um, I cry every time Famke Jansen staves the rest of the team and turns into Phoenix at the end oh, of the Oh, I cried two. at that too. Oh yeah, I cried at that too. Because half of it, it's like emotional. And the other half- And the other half is anger. Start, no, no, no. The other half for me is just seeing her start to glow and you know it's the Phoenix. Yes. You're just like, oh, the Phoenix. Like I, I cried, like I remember in the theater, I cried when she 
gets up and does it and you're like, oh my God, Jean's going to sacrifice herself. Cool. And then she starts going on fire and yeah. you really, you really lose yeah, it. Yeah, you lose it. And God, what is such an amazing ending. And then how how we are just we were just brutalized with part denied three. denied with part three. I do feel. Even, I mean, you feel. I feel X. Do you think X two is the best of all of the X Men movies? Yes, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think X2 is clearly the best one. Absolutely, yes. Followed by Logan. Oh, Logan! Oh my God! I guess <laughs> Logan. Oh, Logan! Oh, the end of Logan! I cried at the end of Logan. Holy. Shit. I think I cried when, uh, when Professor X died, too. Yeah, not me. I think, did I, I cry during Legion? No, I don't think I did. I cried, um, yeah, Logan. Oh, oh, Spider-Man 2, when he saves the subway car, and they catch him when he falls, oh and they bring God. him in, and they take his mask off, and they keep his secret. Forget yeah. it. Forget it. I cried... In um, uh, Spider-Man 1, when he first sees his new buff body, but I, mm. I cried in my pants. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> my bottom cried. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. This one, you're going to be like, okay, you're disturbed. <laughs> what? Infinity War, when they introduce the Guardians of the Galaxy and you just see space, like the word space, and you hear the song. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's them lip syncing in, in the spaceship. You I cried? Yes, because it's this like joy. It's just this cathartic outpouring of joy. The same thing happened when um, you just saw the word queens in Civil War, <laughs> and you knew that Spider Man. Like, yeah, I still cry because I think of that moment and like how happy I was. Why do we cry when we're super happy and super sad? Why is it the same know. thing? It's just an outpouring of emotion. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when Mockingbird has to leave the team and they do the spy goodbye. Oh. <laughs> they can't. What's a spy she goodbye? Can't, she can't have contact with them anymore. Her and Hunter can't have contact with the team and like they're not allowed because of this mission and what the what they do to save Coulson or something, they just cannot have any more contact with the Agents of Shields. They can't even be seen anywhere in the same town as them. So Hunter and Bobby, Mockingbird, are at a bar and they're crying because like they just had this team ripped out from under them. And it's like their family. So they're, you know, they're deciding what to do next. And then they look up and one by one, the different agents of Shield are like at individual tables scattered throughout the bar and they like all hold up a whiskey shot to the oh my god it's so emotional <sighs> when was the most recent time you cried watching something what was the last thing you saw where you cried that you can think of right now that i can think of right now is it's it's end game <laughs> i mean have you do you cry every time you watch it yes when was the last time you watched it? How long ago? Um, like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mine was what about last, you? mine was last night. <laughs> <laughs> Unprompted. I watched this gay Thai soap opera and basically it's the seventh episode and the two and it's it's like a straight a, a gay guy is in love with a straight guy. 
and the gay guy finally confesses that he's been in love with him the whole time and out of no and you're and so i already am tearing up that he's finally admitting it but then the straight guy was like i can't stop thinking about you either and it came out of nowhere and i was like crying that they both like admitted that they loved each other Mm. and i started crying because they're both really hot it means they're probably gonna have sex soon in the next episode (sighs) all right let's end this Without yeah. crying, but let's end this real quick. We've had time to think about it. What are your ideas if DC and Marvel had to combine universes? Yes. What? Okay, I have my idea of what mine would be, and then I want to know what. But let's hear what your idea would be, and I'd be interesting if mine how similar ours are going to be. Oh, before we do, we'll oh. both know before we give the main plot. I just want you to give what is the way they the universes come together. So you give me like, who is your, how do they come together? And I'll give you mine, how they come together. Okay. Easy peasy. They come together through a freak accident that occurs when Reed Richards is trying to fix Franklin Richards powers. Are you fucking serious? That's what mine is. Uh, Yes, girl. (laughs) Mine was Franklin Richards too. Yeah. Totally. It's one of the pocket universes. Yes. Um, the other thing I would like is if some freak accident thing happens and it kills the entire Squadron Supreme in Marvel because I hate them. And they're like the the metaverse is like, oh, no, we need something to fill that void. And it sucks in like the Justice League, um, who the Squadron Supreme is based oh, on. Oh, see, my thing is, is that something is going on in the DC universe where it's basically the whole universe is in jeopardy. And so, and the problem is it's happening across all of the DC universes. Are there still more than one DC universes or have they been erased? Oh, I don't know. Let's just say there is. So the one person who can, there's only one person that can escape the DC universe. Do you see where I'm getting? Can you guess who I'm talking about? Yeah. Who is it? It's Flash. Yes. No, guess who can escape. Oh, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. So Mr. Miracle is the one who comes out. (gasps) Oh, I would love that. And so then it's like Mr. Miracle and the new gods and the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. That would be like my plot line that I would do. That's awesome. Yeah, right? So I would... All right, so here's my my combined... So we're doing like the amalgam thing. We're going to combine a thing. Oh, you're going to do now. So this is now, what would you do if you combined the... Like, what's my concept? What's my amalgam concept? Okay, okay. Okay. So I want to combine Krakoa and Themyscira and have mutants be female only. Okay. That's it. Easy peasy. Wait, you're talking about, so like, the, are you talking about like what, where Wonder Woman is? Yeah, that's where. So Krakoa is now like where Wonder. <laughs> Krakoa is is a home for mutants, but the mutants are like only females can be mutants. Just like only females can be Amazons. So all the mutants would be female versions. Would be are or just the just the women. Like we'd get rid of the men. <laughs> would it just be the regular X Men, or would they be combined with other DC characters? Um, I think it would just be the regular X Men. <laughs> I do like the idea, though. No, but no, but imagine Cyclops is a woman and Nightcrawler is a woman and Angel. No, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be interesting. I, I somehow I want to. What is there? What's is there a DC like British team? 
what if it's like Constantine and Pete Wisdom are like somehow combined? Ooh, I I'm like just trying that. to think of like what would be the British if I had to combine Excalibur with a DC team, what would it be? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to think. Excalibur with a DC team. Um DC doesn't fuck with England. They don't care. You know what? Fuck it. I, fuck DC. I'm gonna combine. They don't really Excalibur. have a fantasy property. What if I combined Excalibur with Doctor Who? Oh, that's fun. I think that would be interesting. I think that's great. Where Betsy has to take over as the Time Lord. Um, I also so my friend Steve, my friend Steve and I were having a DC Marvel conversation, and we were like, "Who? Like, what team up would you want to write?" And I said, "I would want to write." Zaytana and Magic. So Zaytana and Ileana. Oh, that's good. And he had a good one too. He said he would want to write Rocket Raccoon and Detective Chimp. Rocket Raccoon and Detective Chimp. I like that. Um, you know what I would do? I would do um, I would do uh, two groups of twins. I would do the Wonder Twins and then North Star and Aurora. <laughs> Ooh, that's so good. And you would call them the uh, Aurora Twins. Yeah, the Aurora Twins and the Wonder Twins. And then, of course, in the end... Um, or the Starlight Twins. Was it Zan? What's his name? Zan? Zan and Zan. Zan, of course, would have to experiment with homosexuality. Oh, yeah. Which is our dream. That sounds fun. Fun. Hopefully, right, Marvel... Let's hope- Marvel, write these if if there we ever is a reinvigorate this industry. Yeah, if, hopefully We've next got ideas. Hopefully next week. Maybe not next week either. No, I don't think next week. I think the fifteenth maybe. Next week, I'm gonna tell. I'm basically t- telling Brett what we're gonna do. I think we're we're gonna maybe revisit an old run of some sort. I'd love it. And we're gonna watch a brand new show called Vagrant Queen. And we'll Vagrant Queen. Of that. Yes. And uh, and then hopefully the week after that, comics will be back on track and we can give you um, what we can figure out what's going on in the world of the X-Men. Because and listen, Marauders. Guys, I need Marauders. In this time, we need we need the world of comics. We need heroes. OK, we need to believe in heroes. We need to believe in hope and we need uh, more listeners. Please listen to us. Please like and subscribe us. Subscribe to us. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Follow us on Leave Instagram. Us Leave us a review. You don't what, what else? You don't, you don't have a fucking else to do. Could no, just... you have very busy lives and you don't have to do things you don't want to do. It's fine. All right. Fine. Good cop. Bad cop. <laughs> and just remember this one last thing. I don't know if we've ever mentioned this before, but there's this thing that if you read comics, it turns <gasps> out that you're queer. queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.